0: at you know for the next week we until we have any, some more data on it we we still really should be behaving as though there is some significant community transmission and that's really the reason that we should be keeping everything local now again the, you know the guidance for what is local is gonna is gonna depend on whether you live in the middle of a city or whether you live in the middle of nowhere um, and that's really where we kind of need to use a bit of common sense.
1: Good everyone. That was up to Katie Wright. I'm Matt Raymond.
2: I'm Eugene Bingham.
1: And this is Dirt Church Radio interesting conversations with interesting runners. Okay, so at the moment, this is where we'd normally kind of riff uh, somewhat. We'd think it's funny and we'd riff about the people who support the show. Um, it is so important at the moment, and we're listening to this, you're listening to this, and uh, New Zealand will be in almost complete lockdown. No, n- hardly anyone's going outside. Support the people that support Dirt Church Radio. They're small businesses and they deserve your patronage. Um, so Scott Running is offering fifteen percent off your entire order for the next four weeks if you use the code DCR Scott. Chorus watches. Uh, yeah. Where,
2: where do you get that? Where do you, what? Say that again. Fifteen percent off.
1: Fifteen percent off. Wow. Your entire order for the next four What's weeks. Co- ScottRunning.nz. Running. Dot NZ. DCR Chorus is the code that you'll use to get 15% off at Chorus Watches, New Zealand. Wild Things, the trail running directory. And, you know, if you are using the directory, I hope you're using it close to your house and by yourself, but they're offering 15 months for the price of 12 months. And what's that code? DCR 2020.
2: So it's capitals DCR 2020. And that entitles you, like Matt says, 15 months. Wild Things VIP membership for the price of twelve, and they kick
1: in to support us. Amazing spring energy, real food that helps you. I'm going to be doing some long runs uh, over the next four weeks. I know I am. I got my pack. I got a package of spring energy today. If you use the code DCR Spring, you get ten percent off there. Um, and further faster, go on the internet, have a look. It's a locally owned, independent outdoors retailer they're really kind they support us they support lots of people in the community just go get something small or throw them a like on facebook anything you can do because at the moment it's really important that we keep our local community going and the people who support that community greatly so anything you could do would be epic
2: hey matt can we go yeah. through those websites again please
1: we can so if you go to chorus.co.nz or Scott Running. .nz or wildthings.club.nz No, no, or, just
2: wildthings.club.
1: Ah, yeah, wildthings.club, they're that good. They're that good, yep. Or myspringenergy.com.au or furtherfaster.co.nz Support these people, they support us and they support you. And we're going to get through this together. church Radio Ditch. It turned eighty-seven.
2: Yes, we've, we we kind of made it. We we've made it.
1: We did make it, but I mean, you'd think for all the the, I mean, the amazing gear that we've accrued and you know, over the while that we'd be able to piece together actually talking to each other from roughly about four kilometers away. But there you have it.
2: It's not to do with the gear. It's to do with the interwebs.
1: Yes, it is. It's everyone's everyone's calling home and going. Lockdown. Oh, Mm. good.
2: So we had conversations. We had conversations which went something like this.
1: On my end, I was recording both our audios And Skype, but now it's on uh, FaceTime. The other thing, I think, is just me. But tell
2: me what you had for breakfast. Yeah, uh, I had uh, porridge this morning actually. Hello. So this is our second week of self-isolation to church radio, but it's, it's no less weird, is it? It's actually sort of, you know, I'm sort of struggling to work out what this world is right now and our, and our place in it. And it's kind of strange that the universe has simultaneously shrunk and expanded at the same time because, like, down here, we're in a mandatory four-week lockdown. Suddenly everything unfolding in the other side of the world, in Italy and America, just seems all the more relevant. And, you know, we're really feeling for everyone Around the world, aren't we?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's just—it is. It's—it's it's like being—it's—it's it's like log rolling or being on the top or watching a snowball roll down a hill, or you know, mm. just we're bracing for something. Um, and hopefully, you know, with the uh, the lockdown measures in place, you know, we can sort of. <laughs> slow the spread and slow the infection rate and all that. But look, we are thinking of our listeners overseas and we know that there are plenty of you. Um, Ke stay strong. Uh, We're there for you and we're there for each other.
2: Mm. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, we we sort of trying to carry on, you know, by hook or by crook, we want to keep putting out Dirt Church Radio. Um, You know, we got some gorgeous feedback last week from people after last week's show you know saying they were delighted that we were sticking around and and really um enjoying the fact that we were trying to put out shows so we'll keep trying to do that while we can.
1: Yeah. No, we're going to keep on we're going to keep on rolling, yeah. you know. Um for as long as we can do it we'll, we'll do it.
2: So, mm. so later on and, we chat. you know, yeah, sorry,
1: Matt? No, no, this and this is strange. I mean, we're talking to each other, you know, we can't even see each other. Uh, this is this, it is a strange adaption, but everyone's adapting to different way of being at the moment. So,
3: mm.
1: um, we'll keep adapting, but look, we are talking to the one and only Dr. Katie Wright. Yeah. And she's got some thoughts, although it's kind of ironic that she taught, you know, she, we were getting in contact and talking about exercising responsibly. I find that I find it a touch ironic, you know, this is the woman who, <laughs> you know, True. has made a, has made a career has carved a niche out of uh, irresponsible exercise. But, you know, she's got some thoughts on this whole crisis, you know, uh, the public health crisis, you know, the biggest public health crisis that the world has faced since the 1918 flu influenza pandemic um, and what that means for her as a runner. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a, a, a great chat. And, you know, we I, I fear to say we love Katie to bits and uh, it's always a treat. And it yeah. was a treat having her on. Yeah,
2: absolutely. So, Matt, how how, how are you doing? And can you update us on your, your sister and her family that you told us about last week on the show?
1: So they're, they're getting better, I, as I understand it. I mean, I'm in pretty, not constant contact, but, you know, as I go to bed, they're getting up. So I'm yeah. texting them, and when I get up to go to work, they're going to bed, or it's their evening. So, you know, twice daily texts. And yeah, they really have been knocked around by it, but not severely. And it's, I feel very fortunate for that. Um, you know, they're very fit people. Um, but it, you know, I was, I was most obviously, I was worried about my godson. You know, my nephews and my godsons. Um, I was worried about them and my sister, of course, in the husband. But yeah, they seem to be uh, getting better for that. That's good news, but cautious good news. Good. So good, I can't, good, up, good. can't really ask for much more than that. Well, and how Aaron's,
2: am I? Aaron's fingers crossed. Yeah, how about you? I mean, you're you you you're sort of right on on the front line um, at hospital. So how's that been?
1: It's been, it's been very strange. Um, it's been at once heartening. Um, it's I feel very responsible for a lot of stuff that's coming out that possibly – not in the pandemic, I wouldn't be anywhere near, um, you know, with, everyone's just trying to prepare and prepare and prepare and prepare pretty much. And it feels like, not to use a silly war analogy, but it's like, it's, it's almost like you're digging trenches and getting everything that you can prepared for something to come around the corner. Yeah. So, um, and every, it's, it's strange, you know, like, uh, you know, yeah. Constantly washing hands Constantly hand sanitizing constant you know Rubbing stuff down with alcohol wipes Rubbing stuff down with And you, you feel like you're going a little bit mad mm-hmm. You sort of vacillate between overreaction and underreaction um, But yeah, no, good A lot, I feel a lot sort of More girded than I did at the start of last week
3: so, yeah.
2: yeah
1: And how's and I've just based, hmm? I was going to say, how's Sorry, the,
2: like You know, you're still having to go back home And, you know <sighs> Try and go about a semblance of a normal life as well.
1: Yeah, it's been really lovely having. So we're recording this Sunday night, so it's been really lovely having Sunday, Monday, uh, Saturday, Sunday off. Um, obviously, obviously, I you know I gave my phone number to you know my boss and was like, if the world goes, if it goes all you know, if so this all goes south on the weekend, obviously give me a call. And he was like, absolutely, you'll be the first. You know, no, you'll be the first, but like we'll all be the first people who get called and we'll all have to kind of pit, crack in. But, um, yeah, no, no phone call, which is great. And, um, yeah, I've been running myself into the, not into the ground. Cause I guess that's germane to what we'll talk about later on, but <laughs> I've been doing a fair amount of running this weekend, which yeah. has been really nice, yeah. obviously responsibly safely, uh, and away from other people and from my door. Um, but I feel incredibly privileged to be able to do that and having a week away, uh, enforced rest, um, has been really good for my hamstring. And although, unfortunately, I'm trying to keep up with Adam Keane and the amount of press-ups and squats he does a day. And it's, yes. Big it's, pressure. I'm getting there, but it's, but it's killing me. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Far out. And we'll talk about some of those <laughs> yeah. challenges and things that are going on in, later in the show, but,
1: yeah. And how are you – I mean, how are you, man? Yeah, I'm well, like, – you. Sorry, can I just say – the podcast that you're putting out with Adam is fantastic. Like oh, there, thank there you will like, be, sh- I know you'd be shrinking into the carpet as, as I say that, but anyone go and listen to Eugene's COVID podcast.
2: Cor- um, Coronavirus NZ is what it's called. Yeah. Um, yeah I'm, I'm kind of extremely grateful to have a job that keeps on going. You know, these are
1: yeah.
2: really challenging times for a lot of people economically and you know, with their jobs and a lot of uncertainty. So, the pressure is certainly on a lot of companies, including the one I work for, you know, it's the strain is, is being felt, but so far um, it's kind of even more than business as usual for me, because I've been thrown into this podcast that we're making up as we go along Um and people still need to know what's going on, maybe even more so. Um, mm. So, you know, journalists have been classed as an essential service, which seems strange for me, for, as someone who, as you say, likes to shrink into the carpet. But there we go. So I'm it's working the from home. Statement. yeah, 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 and I, I I totally believe in that. So, but it does seem weird seeing you seeing me on the same list as you. It doesn't make sense to me. But I'm working ah. from home. Uh, luckily, I can do that. You know, I can I can be self isolated. I don't have to go into the office. Uh, my bedroom's been converted into a, into a studio. So um, yeah, doing this work with Adam Dudding, who's a fellow runner. So we tell lots of running jokes, probably too many for the most of the population. Did you see? By the way, we played a clip during the week of the Italian mayors. There's, there's these Italian mayors who've taken to going to Twitter and and also social media and basically telling off their constituents. And there was one. Right. There was one who was a um, he. He was he was like, obviously it was captioned, but he was saying, "Look, I'm a runner." I know every single runner in my village. All of you who are contacting me saying that you're runners and you want to go for a run, don't try and fool me. You're idiots. You know, the last time you ran was at school cross country. And now you say that you're a marathon runner.
3: (laughs) Forget it. I'm not going to
2: give you permission to run. It was really funny. Um, So that was great. But, you know, I'm also trying to carry on with life in our bubble, um, you know, which consists of my wife, Suzanne, and our 18-year-old and brackets editor, Kieran, you know, so far so good. Exercise wise, I haven't been tempted to do any of those balcony marathons or any of those round the house <laughs> ultras, but you know, three more weeks, who knows? Um, you know, to be honest, I I really struggle without routine. I, I kind of mm. need routine to keep me on balance. Otherwise I get a bit out of kilter and stressed and anxious. And that's one of the things that running gives me is some some routine. So it has been an adjustment for me. I've had to Find a new routine And you know I'm building in Regular running And riding Because I can't run As much as I want Because of my calf And because I don't want To go too far from home Because I want to be yeah. You know I don't I don't want to be um You know Putting others at risk If something goes wrong So I'm doing A bit of running A bit of riding I'm doing some Home gym stuff With Kieran Which is fun actually You know A bit of bonding nice. Um yep. And I'm actually Doing a bit of rehab And focus, focus strength work On some areas That I've been Weak in for years So My hips, for instance, are getting a good workout. So let's see. Right.
1: Lots of of hula hooping happening around the Bingham Residence. (laughs) That's the one.
2: Yeah. Yeah. All right.
1: Did you see, sorry, did you see, just before we go to stuff you should know, did you see Nancy Jang's post on Instagram? Oh, my God. uh, Yeah. uh, God, the wobble board, hell. the bungee cord. Yeah. Sit down, Amazing.
2: Amazing, absolutely. Right. All right, I'm going to uh, play that thing.
1: Stop.
2: So, I just touched on this talking about my own experience of the lockdown, but seriously, in the words of Luke McCullum, who's sports massage therapist at Sports Lab, and our guest on show number 36, he said this on, on Twitter, actually, but it's so true now's the time to be doing all the rehab work you say you've been doing for years, <laughs> which was like, oh, man, what a burn. But seriously, it's true. And, you know, now's the time to look to fit it into your schedule. You know, get it done. It will pay off. And, you know, it's now's the time you can sort of, I quote unquote sacrifice running time to get that, you know, rehab stuff done or strengthening in certain areas and stuff. And that's, you know, I'm trying to do that. Um, and if there's any areas that you are in need of work or just even just getting some stretching done and things that we we kind of overlook when we're busy running so much do it
1: mm. yeah I and mean, i think as well it's important you know for for those people working at home you know stuck at home literally stuck at home i mean i'm i class myself as one of the lucky ones in a sense because i get to go out everyday you know, I, I do. I get to leave the house and I go to work and I do my routine and I come home. Um, and but putting those routines in are really important at the moment. Hey,
3: yeah, yeah.
2: I've
1: started shaving. I've started shaving every day. That's what I've been doing. Yep. Shaving every single day. Right? Mm-hmm. I, I, it's not because I, it'll make the masks fit my face better. It will, but um, it just is a routine. Routine. That I've doing,
2: yeah Yeah, yeah And even just like little things Like I'm So My normal Not to bore you with my The mundaneness of my life But a normal day for me now is You know well, And used to be um, until, until a week ago Was You know um, Get up to the bus Walk to the bus um, Get the bus to work Get off Walk to the office at the other end And then I worked in a pretty big office So I would walk around that office during the day and then walk back to the bus and then blah, 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 blah. So as well as my running, I was getting quite a lot of steps in each day, you know, doing a lot of sort of incidental exercise, as it were. Absolutely. Um, Whereas now my life has been condensed to a house, basically. Um, And so like I'll get up from my desk and I'll go down to the kitchen and, and make a cup of tea or whatever. I'm not actually walking all that far a day. So that's something I need to kind of be conscious of as well. Um, yeah, it's
1: really important. It's, yeah, it's, and I think and just it's getting going up, moving to,
2: around, moving your hips, moving your stretching your legs—you've got to do it. bite
1: down for a lot of people. Yeah, one of the one of the offices I've been using on the North Shore, so I I've, I'm, I won't be now, but I've been going between hospitals. Um, has a stand up desk on it, and it's yeah, best, yeah it's
3: just
2: they're oh, good. So they're good. so good. Yeah, they're so yeah. good. Yeah. All right. So big race news of the weekend was that Western States finally had to pull the pin. Um, I did
1: not know that. I mean, I. I mean, I must admit, talk about bubble or living sure. under a rock. Like yeah. I have been just, I haven't kept up with any of this. Yeah, I mean, so wow. it's, it's
2: been cancelled for the year, not just postponed. So I guess that means anyone wanting to run in twenty twenty one is going to have to wait till twenty twenty two. I suppose.
1: Tom McGuinness, twenty twenty two is your year, brother.
2: And Andrew My McDowell. And Andrew McDowell. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, in lieu of races, there's been some interesting alternative events. You know, we talked about the Frenchman on the balcony last week. How we yep. weren't going to be doing that, and knocking on people's windows. Uh, then we've also seen Glenn Sutton, the the you know the, the famous Glenn Sutton, run around his house for a marathon. And there was a guy yeah. in Pukakoe, Ryan Hattel, um, who ran fifty kilometres around his house. So you know, there's been those sorts of events, and and plenty of other varieties on that but you've been involved in a press-up challenge that swept instagram
3: <laughs> no i
2: just did, did some press-ups because someone because um someone tagged you in it
1: yeah pat ultra chef who's yes uh, been on the show he he tagged us in it and i was there and i didn't think that it required a board meeting for me to get sign off to you know take on board the press-up challenge um <laughs> what? so i just Well, I didn't want to lie. I didn't think it was
2: like a 9pm phone call. Hey, Eugene, look, Pat, i just I think if you're challenge. clause 3.7 of uh, section 87.5 of the uh, Dirt Church Radio uh, Constitution, Matt... Yeah, no, that will wasn't be required. you will
1: accept any exercise. Based <laughs> exactly. Instagram is, is,
2: challenges. is any exercise, based, any press up based Instagram challenges uh, fall to you?
1: Yeah, I mean, yep. yeah, so I, yeah, I, I like doing press ups and you do. I think stuff like this, like there's some really good ones going around the, the internet. There's a lot of really amazing bass player, uh, ah, bass player bass ones, yeah. um, like cool. bass, bass, like you, the, your most annoying bass you pull when you're playing the bass. And the shitty riff challenge, which is like people playing terrible riffs, even like these amazing musicians playing terrible riffs even more poorly. Oh, brilliant. Uh, yeah. So I think in this time, you know, like, yeah. and it harts back to what we were saying last week, you know, keeping social media social is yeah, a good idea.
2: Totally, totally, totally. So you've, you've been doing these, these press-ups and trying to keep up with Savage Adam, Kane. yeah, well it's
1: going bad, it's going badly. Oh, uh, but wow. but it does, and, and you know, like I'll be running as mm. I guess at the moment, you know, being serious, like for all of us, running is going to take on a much greater, mm. uh, you know, the structure, the calm, and yep. the routine that running affords me Brings. is going to take on a lot more meaning over the. the upcoming weeks. Coming weeks, yeah. yeah.
2: So there's some other cool challenges that we've spotted. Um, although Now that we've deemed them cool, they probably won't be cool anymore. But anyway, Sophie Grant, <laughs> who's an awesome Kiwi-born ultra runner in the UK, she's put out a challenge for people to virtually climb Snowdon over, over a week. Snowdon is the highest peak in Wales. And she says, we can do it by adding up all the stairs and any elevation you get from your runs. If we spread it out yeah. over seven days, it should be pretty manageable. It's 1,085 metres. Uh, twenty thousand stairs or three hundred floors. Let's have some fun. Let's do it.
1: Amazing. Yeah, yep. just cool stuff like that. Ian Sharman mm. put yep. out a uh, challenge to runners to have a crack at their fastest mile. Oh, run your fastest flat mile all out and tag it with hashtag fast mile. See if you can get faster than you've run for years. And who needs to race? I'll start five, four and three. I'm going to try again too. Good. Go to hell Ian. sorry, sorry, um, Matt, Matt. Was
2: it you saying you've done four fifty three, or you're quoting Ian? Yeah, Charman? yeah, that. That yeah.
1: that was a four fifty three. <laughs> I did it the other day, but my hammy was a bit sore. Oh well. Hey, so, you've done the, the same a... as
2: Ian Sharman. That's brilliant. No. Um yeah. so I, I, I did a mile challenge a couple of years ago actually and I just did your... I think I did five fifty six, I think. Wow. Five fifty six. So I'm a good minute and a three seconds back on Ian Sharman. But um yeah, that that's an interesting one. I actually wouldn't mind having a go at that.
1: And what's um, old KV Switzer? Yeah, the,
2: the goddess. Are you standing, Matt? We should be when we're talking about Catherine Switzer. But um, 261 Fearless, the organisation founded by her. So um, she's put out a message to the world saying this week at 261 Fearless launched a virtual weekly workout as a substitute for our meat runs with our global community of clubs. Free virtual runs are open to any... I think she means working. I don't know what she means. How do you do a virtual run? Anyway, are open to any woman in the world who wants to join us Thursdays at awesome. seven AM and three PM Eastern Time. Um, that one's a, a Zoom meet up. Have you suddenly everyone? Have you?
1: I'm not sure. If- I yeah, the Scooby Doo. I, I had my first Zoom work meeting at uh, suddenly four it's or like 30 PM on Friday.
2: Zoom, 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 Zoom. Everyone's into Zoom. Have you seen that that yeah. meme?
1: Yes. Yeah, it's yeah, who, who caused yeah. Pants, uh, the corona. Is it Fred,
2: yeah. who's from Scooby-Doo, taking out. Let's see who's behind this. It was. Yeah, and that's taking off Scooby, the um, coronavirus mask in its Zoom. There you go. So, look, there, there was a lot of confusion early on in Aotearoa about what we were allowed to do and what we weren't allowed to do, but I think it's pretty clear now, isn't it? You know, a run has to start and finish at your house. Don't go stupid. Let's be sensible during this time. And, and you know, if we are, we can beat this thing. You know, yep. if we, if, you know, we've, there's lots of different ways you can get your running fix or get your exercise fixed without heading out unusual trails in the next few weeks. The trails will still be there. Um, for those, right. of, you know, you're lucky you've got Riverhead right on your back doorstep and I hope that uh, you're yeah. luxuriating in it on your own as much as you can, because it's, you know, once you get back into, to your running. So it, it's, it's, that's fantastic. You know, for me, I'm just not going to get in the car and drive over there. I just will not do it. No. Um, and, 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 you, you know, I, it's, it's, just, Teeny 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 teen teeny teeny tiny sacrifice.
1: And I saw some people I mean I I would sort of vacillate back and forth on it, you know, like I was so I felt so grateful for the for the opportunity uh, both days. And it's about yeah, it's about not going nuts and it's about, and, and I think also we need to reframe the way so the way we greet other runners. I think yeah. especially on our on a more, you know, I think about a city street, I wouldn't be saying hello. Well, so I, I'd be I'd be keeping my mouth shut if yeah, I'm, yeah, you know, the, the droplet droplet based virus, uh, uh, yeah, true, away true, and also,
2: yeah, yeah, that's right, yeah, I, I, um, I've definitely been out really wide, like super wide, and the good thing is there's no cars on the road, so you you yeah. can't. I went for a run yesterday um sort of during the day and there were lots of people out walking and families and stuff and i I just don't want to cause any aggro i don't want to cause any anxiety for anyone so i just go super wide you know quietly say hello and just give them a wave smile um you know i think there's in the uk i've seen a lot of sort of argy-bargy between runners and walkers and people getting anxious about it we don't want to cause that so just be cool everyone be cool
1: I think, there's, I think the UK has some good reason to be anxious, you know, and hopefully we don't get to that point, Yeah, we're exactly. going to you know. Yeah, uh, yeah,
2: everyone's tense, yeah. Hey, but we, look, let's, mm, let's move ever. on to
1: the greatest run ever. Hey, mm. which is the part of the show where mm. we ask you to write in to us and tell us your greatest run ever. It doesn't have to be a race or a mountain summit. It might just be a run around the block. With your mouth closed, keeping 2 meters distance.
2: <laughs> throwing your what uh,
1: well, That's right. Throwing your shuckers at I, My my thumb and pinky are sore, bro. Um, <laughs> something that sunk to you for some reason. Send it in to us at dirtchurchradio at gmail.com. Yeah. This one, this one is a is, tough one. Yeah. It is a tough one. And it it's a tough one, guys. Yep. So um, this is from an anonymous uh, correspondent. We know who it so, is, but they
2: asked to keep anonymous yeah. for reasons that have become obvious.
1: So, this weekend has just been my... This weekend just been, my neighbours sadly lost their son to suicide. Their grief was surely overwhelming at this time and the pain and loss flowing through them hard to imagine. My small challenges and self-centred worry seem to pale in comparison. However, having lived so many years in an emotionally abusive relationship, I know what it's like to feel devastatingly lost and in love. In recent months, I've fallen off the bandwagon of healthy running habits and despaired for the future. But finally today, after sharing tears and love with my neighbours, I pulled on my running shoes and got out the door. Half an hour of pain, cleansing, heart beating, sweating, heart, hardly, running, hardly running, and my body was done. Not long after returning home, the hearse pulled up our shared driveway. The tears of many people flowed as the young man was brought home to his family, and they carried him a step further on his final journey. For me, day two has now dawned with the determination to pull my ass out the door and run, to step forward and live even when it's hard to, to and to be compassionate for the lives of those around us who can't run today and to share a small story with you and hopefully help someone else get outside and take a step, start running, and make each run the best run ever. Take care and regards.
2: Yeah. And wow. Yeah, anonymous in respect of lost souls, which is understandable. Thank you for sending that in. That's, yeah, not an easy one to write.
1: No, but, you know, with the good, and this is the thing, you know, you do find solace in running and, and it's especially important at the moment isn't it for yep. lots of people
2: absolutely absolutely
1: <sighs> okay so right. moving on yeah. Dr. Katie Wright yes so you may remember Katie Wright from such uh such Riverhead relapses as the one she won last year Um making her the first woman in the world to win the last person standing event and then going to Big's backyard in Tennessee and being the in the final four with Dave Proctor Um, Fast Dave, hey, Fast Fast Dave, Dave. yeah, Yeah. Dave Dave Proctor and Will Hayward yeah, yeah, Fast Dave from Canada, just and um, she's a doctor, a doctor of medicine, and was really keen to come on and talk to us about you know what this actually means, what a pandemic is, and you know, like thinking about you know, yes, runners are really fit, but is it going to affect our immune system? How do you? Run responsibly, and how do you, you know, sort of keep a handle on things? And it, it, it's a fantastic conversation. We also talked to her about, you know, how her year's been, how things have changed for her. And as always, it was really lovely to talk to Katie. And so, you know, without any further delay, here is the amazing and the mighty Katie Wright. Radio. Kia ora from isolation in Blenheim. Dr. Katie Wright. Sorry, I felt like I had to make a Blenheim joke then, but I think I'll just play it straight. Katie Wright, how are you doing? Oh, all things
0: considered, I'm not too bad. Thanks, Matt. How are you guys? Pretty good. How was your first day at work? Yeah, it was uh, strange and unexpected to be back in Blenheim, but um, it was, uh, I think in in the circumstances, it's the, the nicest place to be is in an environment that you know. Um, working with people that you know and trust and, uh, you know, it was actually nice to go into work today and all of my logins worked. I could access the computer systems and I actually knew where everything was. So um, for the first day back, it's always a pretty good thing when those things will happen.
1: How Do- long had you been away from Blenheim Hospital?
0: Oh man, nearly a year now actually, almost exactly a year. But yeah. <laughs> so so you're back in
2: Blenheim and, and we for people who missed it, what are you doing?
0: Uh, so I am working on the um, kind of emergency relief roster in Blenheim Hospital as one of the one of the junior doctors.
1: And are you? Uh, is your hospital busy at the moment?
0: Um, it's very busy preparing. Um, I wouldn't say it's necessarily as busy as um, as it would generally be in terms of patient load, which is. Um, a pretty amazing thing, and that's I think in part thanks to the the work that the general public are doing out there and staying at home and um, keeping themselves safe.
1: It's amazing, isn't it? Like I've said it quite a few times. You know, like that sense of like w- we'll hold it down for you if you hold it down for us. Like it's so important. You can't um, overstate that enough. Like I it's the same at the hospital I'm at. People are just. What did the doctor say today? I'm being paid to stand around and look anxious. <laughs> but it's people, are- I mean,
0: yeah, there's there's a huge amount of uncertainty out there, and you know, people are worried, people are concerned, but there's also a huge amount of of work going on there in the background in terms of preparation and you know, trying to trying to get on top of things while we can, um, and and get ourselves prepared.
1: And and how are you handling the lockdown? I mean, it's we had some conversations offline, and you were talking about responsible exercising. You're one who's perhaps made a name for herself irresponsibly exercising. How how are you coping with the lockdown?
0: <laughs> uh, I mean, to be honest, that it, yeah, it it's been a very strange couple of weeks. I think like everyone in New Zealand it's been a time of kind of uncertainty in terms of, of jobs in terms of where I'm going to be living what I'm doing for the next few weeks so that's that's really been what's playing on my mind rather than um, necessarily the training plan uh, the training plan has been uh, you know, carrying on in the background but um, and I think you know I think getting out and exercising has uh, actually been hugely beneficial to tr- kind of keeping on top of my emotions of what's been happening over the last few weeks and and you know trying to get some control of that uncertainty that um you know does does make you worried about not knowing where you're going to be or what you're going to be doing and how long this is all going to last for
1: because I mean 2020 was I mean you you had you had some pretty big things lined up hey
0: um oh, i still I still hopefully do have a lot of big things lined up. i mean, sorry um fortunately for me, I think uh actually the first six to eight months of this year, basically in my head have been kind of going back to um getting on top of my strength, getting some time almost away from actually lots of running and going back to basics at least for the first um, couple of months of the year and then really getting back into training. So I think fortunately for me that I've not so far missed much in the way of racing and kind of calendars and things. And, you know, I can't complain about the fact, you know, I wasn't training for Northburn or any of the big events that a lot of people have missed out on recently. So, um, yeah, and, oh i if if the rest of the year doesn't happen it doesn't happen but um that's you know that's something to be dealt with in a couple of months time and i i in a way i i mean i don't really train for events per se i guess i do but the training i do is is cuz i love it rather than necessarily cuz yeah if i didn't have an event to do in 6 months i'd still be out running um
2: katie what you know you are you know as a a medical professional what do you say to people about what they should be and this is just your opinion of course with caveat 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 but what's your thinking around what people should be doing during this time with regards to exercising
0: so so i think it's a difficult one um Hmm. and obviously there's been a huge amount of online debates um a lot of which I think is probably actually more detrimental than it is beneficial, and I think that's to do with people's you know, again fear of of what's going on and uncertainty, and you know pointing fingers at each other rather than. Uh, I think what we all need to do is is just take a bit of time, take a step back, and and really think logically about what it is that um, that we shouldn't be doing or why we shouldn't be doing it and I mean for me getting outside and exercising is hugely important I think it's really beneficial even perhaps more so at the moment to get outside get some fresh air and get a bit of time away from that enclosed environment in your house where it's very easy to build up negative emotions Mm. Um, so I think it's just really important that we think logically about exactly what it is that is bad about going outside and you know obviously there's government guidelines out there um i know there's been some issues in interpretation of those guidelines but i think i think the reason that they are a little difficult perhaps to interpret or you know the reason that we need to interpret them is that it's really dependent on where you are and what your personal circumstances are what is going to be Right to do, and what's potentially going to be more dangerous to do, or um, potentially have you know higher higher risk of of transmission of um, of disease. So I think it it takes everyone to kind of try and think logically about what it is that you're doing and and whether whether it's detrimental.
2: Because mm. I mean the the main thing that we're trying to avoid is passing on the virus so like you know i think that great bit of advice i'm not sure who came up with it behave as if you are a carrier and so i mean you should carry that mentality into the way that you exercise shouldn't you that's that's kind of the that should be the rule and then and then everything kind of flows from that is that a good way to think about it
0: yeah exactly and i think um you know that there's there's two main risks of, of leaving your house and going exercising one is you are a carrier and you're asymptomatic you don't know that you're a carrier but you could be spreading spreading disease particles um wherever you're going um obviously there isn't a chance that you pick something up as well Mm. and both of of those are going to have a negative impact so you know really thinking about where it is you're going um who you're interacting with Whether you know you're touching things as you're going along on your run, we know that um, that that COVID can stay on various surfaces. You know some of the some of the um, investigations and research done suggests for potentially a couple of days. Um, So there is a a small risk that if you go and touch a fence or or you know a pedestrian crossing light or something that you may pick something up or you may have have viral particles on your hand that you then leave for someone else to touch so really thinking logically about where you're going and what you are touching is is going to be important and obviously you know for for people that are living in Auckland living in Wellington that's going to be more difficult than say if you know you're Tom and Katie living in Welcome Rock Station um, where you've got you know hundreds of kilometers to go and play around that no one else is going to be be running through
3: mm-hmm. and,
0: and and that's where really your individual circumstances uh you know unfortunately for a lot of people are going to come into play if you're living in central auckland and it you are going to have to be a lot more careful about what you're doing that isn't to say that you you can't go out and that you can't spend some time in fresh air and you just have to have to be more careful about not touching things you know you're not going to be using public toilets or filling up your water bottle at public um fountains and i think certainly down around Nelson, all of those things are kind of shut off to public use anyway so you just just need to be a bit more cautious about about planning your run out really Mm.
1: i I found and i heard this on i can't remember where i heard this even even greeting and i talked about it in the, the links to this you know even greeting um greeting other people when I'm running. I have went for two runs on the weekend in the forest and there were people around. There was a two-meter social distance, absolutely. But if I'm respiring, you know, it's sweat, there's potentially, you know, droplets happening there. Like, I found it really reluctant to actually even say hello. I was waving or I turned my head as I ran past. It, it really strikes at every sort of thing that we're doing, doesn't it?
0: Yeah, and I think you're right. You know, like Obviously, the two metre distance is, is hugely important. And you're right, particularly when we're running, you know that you're going to be producing more bodily fluids than perhaps if you were um, going for a sedentary walk. And that's, again, like you say, being careful to make sure you are keeping that distance. If it's a particularly windy day out on the tops and you're going past people, you want to make sure, maybe that you're at that little bit further away, and um, having something like a buff, or you know, sneezing into your your elbows, um, avoiding some snot rockets for a little while is going to be going to be important, um, and and keeping that social distance.
1: I tried holding my breath as I ran past a bunch of horses and that was that was a poor idea <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> <had> to, it's <laughs> so running is probably not the uh, not the ideal just uh, keeping that safe space away from each other is uh, is is going to be the key thing um and you know two meters is is probably further than most of us think um yeah. and certainly I found it, it couple of the runs that I've done, yeah, I'm very lucky in that we've got the Wither Hills um, about a kilometre from where I'm living at the minute. And you know, they're open um, farmland that has about 50 kilometres worth of trails just along it. And the vast majority of those trails are really big, wide spaces and it's really easy to pass at two metres um i think there's one track that leads up into into the park that is much narrower and um i don't know probably going to um try and avoid that for um the foreseeable future just because it is very difficult to stay 2 meters away from um from people going up that particular area and and things like that you know you know your individual um Geography, you know, where is going to most likely have people, and where it most likely isn't. And again, that's something that is 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 kind of key to think about. Mm-hmm. We do you we, think we're sorry, we, oh, Matt. Sorry, not go please.
2: Oh, I was just going to say, I think part of the issue of what's going on and what we've seen on Facebook, and then some of it sort of burst out into quote unquote mainstream media, is the fact that, like, generally, what we do is unusual. You know, most people are not doing running to the extent that most people who listen to this podcast do. And so, and most of the time we get on with that without anybody taking any notice apart from each other. But suddenly people are looking and judging, and that's kind of creating this tension and this whole weird environment that we're in where it's almost, you know, it can become a bit toxic. And so, I guess. I think you touched on this Katie is just being kind and thoughtful and a bit mindful of other people will go a long, long way to get us through this next period and being sort of conscious of that, that, you know, people might be looking at us a bit strange, but be cool about it.
0: Yeah. And I think, you know, as a, as a community trail runners generally pretty easygoing and, um, and pretty kind to each other and I think we just need to remember it's difficult times and in difficult times when people are fearful it's very easy to um, almost kind of turn on each other and to Mm. start pointing the finger at other people and I think you know it, it we all need to kind of look at what we're doing and make sure that that there isn't an element of that that's creating anxiety that we, we turn to other people um, and and kind of point the finger as, as kind of a coping mechanism almost. And you know, I think we're seeing, particularly today and yesterday, I started seeing articles coming out, um, you know, pointing the finger at, at various Strava users for going out on a particularly long run mm-hmm. or a particularly long cycle. And like you say, um, Eugene, it's not. It, it's what might seem not very long for for a lot of um, a lot of us to the members of the general public going out for a, a twenty mile or twenty kilometer run is is not a normal thing to do. I think I read a comment earlier about. Um, you know, you shouldn't do something so extreme as to go and run uh, and walk five miles. Mm. <laughs> I had to read the comment about three times because so I was like, "Extreme run walking mm. five miles." Um, make sure that I actually read it right because obviously, um, you know, for most of us, going and having a five-mile walk would be a bit of a, a warm-up. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, what what we do isn't considered normal by. Um, uh, a lot of a lot of the general public, and I think um, you know, from from some of the articles that have started coming out today, we're um, not likely to have heard the end of of what we should and what we shouldn't be doing. And you know, I think that probably brings us to the the, the question of you know what is local and and how far is too far. And I think Matt and I had a uh, <laughs> a couple of days ago and again you kind of need what you need to look at is is why why are we trying to keep things local and the reason for that it comes back to this we could be infected we or we could pick up infection and bring it back to our locality um at the moment it seems as though there is <coughs> really minimal um community transmission but uh, as we know there is a big lag in in this virus showing up Um, as symptomatic so it could be that in in 10 days time we see that there is a much higher um, community transmission and Mm. obviously the hope for that is that we won't and you know that's the whole reason that we're in this lockdown but I think you know for the next week we until we have some more data on it we we still really should be behaving as though there is some significant community transmission and that's really the reason that we should be keeping everything local now again you know the guidance for what is local is gonna is gonna depend on whether you live in the middle of a city or whether you live in the middle of nowhere um and that's really where we kind of need to use a bit of common sense and and work out what is local you know if if you guys go and run in riverhead then i think you're probably doing all right how far is that for you matt to get into
1: 400 meters
0: yeah so you know the the chance of of coming across someone in Riverhead that doesn't live in the immediate locality is pretty slim. Like, whereas if you were living in a in a flat on Queen Street, then you know your your bubble is gonna cut into other people's bubble in a much smaller distance. Um, mm. And you know, that again, I don't think that should mean that you don't go out at all. It just means that it's. You're probably going to have to do a couple more repeats of the same same block. Mm.
1: I think it's social etiquette as well. I mean, I think what we have to do is is perhaps a, in some way. And there's two ways of looking at it. There's one way which is I'll just keep doing what I'm doing. There's other like we're in we are in unprecedented times. No, mm. no one in our lifetimes ever had to deal with such such constraints. And I think you know. It does. It shows it in stark relief, you know, that whole thing, oh, I couldn't even drive that far. I think lots of people perhaps are sitting around saying, A, I couldn't even drive that far, and B, now I can't drive that far because I'm, you know, in in lockdown. Why should that person be able to run that far? But I do think, you know, it it is going to be that period of adjustment. But, I mean, you know, you look at the case of, what's his name, Joe Skipper? Surely that's too far.
0: And, and it, again it, it it depends on on where you are what you're doing and what you what your situation is i think you know if you are someone that has been in close contact with someone that ha- is a known case um you shouldn't be going out at all if mm. you have symptoms obviously you shouldn't be going out at all if you um like i say live on a Station in the middle of nowhere and have no staff around. You can go out and you know run a hundred miler um, and have you know a r- almost zero risk of, of transmitting um, the virus to anyone. Um, so I think it all just needs to be situational based, and and that's one of the reasons I guess that the the government advice. Um, isn't so stringent and i think if we are sensible about it um we we can keep the the current advice that is you know you can go out and exercise if you keep it locally it's just yeah. working out what um what that what that means depending on where your local is and and what local means
2: yeah there was there, there, i guess there this, been, the, sorry Matt. There, there has been no that was some um, some discussion of, hey, guys, stop asking for rules because sooner or later they will impose them and then they might be rules that we don't like. So just, can everyone just be cool? <laughs> like, you know, be careful what you wish for in a way.
1: Yeah, that's right. And I think there's the other risks too in terms of, you know, and I, I, I don't say this in a, a derisive way, you know, this professional athlete went out a nine-hour three hundred and twenty five kilometer bike ride. I mean, I think what people were also concerned are the the risk if, you know, he eats shit on a road somewhere and falls off his bike and then people have to go to his aid and he might be, you know, two hundred kilometers from home. Yeah. It's an that's a that's a whole nother risk. And it, I guess it's that thing, it sort of plays you could say I only left the house once a day, but it does, it plays right into that, doesn't it?
0: Yeah, it does, and you know, I think that's kind of a couple of separate things there. One is you know being so far away from home. You know, if you're in a built-up area, you are crossing a, a large number of people's kind of bubbles, as it were, and um, with the potential of of transmission um, through areas if they're if they're built up. Um, and the other the other point there being that if you're putting yourself in risky situations. You you are putting yourself at the potential of becoming you know a an extra extra person that needs to be using a hospital bed. And at times where, where hospital beds are um uh, limited, we wanna wanna keep that to a minimum. And obviously, you know, accidents are gonna happen, people are still gonna be having heart attacks, you know, people are still gonna get appendicitis we 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 need beds in the hospital for for people that are coming in for reasons that aren't um corona and 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 those beds are available um and accidents happen but if we can reduce the risk of of kind of accidents like you know if you have a have mountain bikers going out and just trying trying new tricks because there's lots of time around we're going to see a lot of mountain bikers coming in and yeah, as far as i'm aware i i don't think there's been a huge spike in in um uh, tendencies to to eds with injuries and that suggests that people are being sensible mm. and again that what sen- you know what sensible is depends on on your particular level of skill and and what's normal for you you know if I got on a mountain bike and went on a grade one trail I'd probably fall off and break a bone because I'm not used to mountain biking but um you know it's it's about kind of riding or doing whatever sport that um within your capabilities and um you not using the next three weeks as a chance to go and brush up on, on some, some skills and try some new tricks, mm. but, um, you know, taking the next couple of weeks and maybe trying something different that has less chance of, of accidental injury, or maybe even taking a break and giving your legs a rest, um, which I know that, uh, a lot of, um, runners could probably, um, get potential from, but, um, mm.
2: And it's the same same applies in all sorts of spheres of life, doesn't it? You know, uh, DIY, you know, if everyone starts going, right, I'm going to do that renovation that I've been (laughs) dreaming of, you know, there's going to be a spike in the number of people who turn up at ED with, you know, skills or cuts or, you know, their arms cut off or whatever. So, uh, yes, it's kind of like just be sensible should be the rule. Don't go outside your limits. Um, Yeah. You know, and, and hold back on the judgment. I think that's one of the main messages that we need to get out there. We, we talked to um, we talk to um, some moral philosophers about hoarding and mm. the consensus was amongst them, you know, yeah, sure, like if you are, you know, going stupid and, and, and stocking up crazily, then, you know, there's, it's morally kind of indefensible to do that because you're, you know, withholding goods from people who need it and so on and so on. But equally, if you are attacking people and making judgments against people for your perception of their hoarding, then isn't that just as morally reprehensible? So mm. it's like we all just need to calm down, stop rushing to judgment um, yeah. being and being I mean it's a tr- it's become a bit of a trope, isn't it, but be kind.
1: And recognize our privilege because I think both of these things, you know, like say hoarding or panic buying things to a sort of lesser degree, we know that there are people in this community who are unable to do that just by sheer economics or unable to do that safely. Likewise with running, you know, or cycling or or whatever, we might be able to do (sighs) – you know, a 60K, 70, 80K ultra around a yard or whatever, and all power to people doing that if they're doing it safely. And, you know, it's kind of, it, it's a rad thing to do, but we also need to consider ha- ultimately how privileged we are to be able to do that. Yeah. And I guess yeah. That, that, that goes into that sort of being kind, doesn't it? Like be kind to others, but be kind in our intentions as well.
0: Yeah and and I think just um you know understand that everyone's in in a difficult situation, and um that going and uh, getting on the keyboard and um yelling out at other people online for um, what you perceive that for them to be doing wrong isn't necessarily going to be beneficial. Yeah, Um, totally.
2: Totally. I mean, yeah. yeah, To bring it back to the sort of the shopping thing, if you jump in and make a judgment against someone for allegedly hoarding, how do you know that they're not a mother of seven kids who kind of needs that much shopping? You know, it's like, just be, you know, just be a bit more thoughtful and more kind and more, Understanding or like actually, it's none of your business. Um, in a way, um, yeah. Sorry, I've got on a rant. I've got a, on a rant. I've oh got no, on a high horse.
0: So, um, where, I, you know, I, I just moved house, and when um I I normally go and uh, do a a big shop in the supermarket. Um, every, every time I move, which um is is very frequently, and the the first initial shop will always be that you know um, stock up the um the cupboard with a load of tins of beans and some tomatoes and you know, good sources of protein given that I don't eat much meat and I kind of got to the um got to the supermarket and one you weren't allowed to by the time I'd, I'd moved because there's a um, limit of two cans for everyone and two I couldn't find any lentils anywhere and I was like you, who even cooks lentils like <laughs> Um, I'm actually going to use them. <laughs> and then you kind of um, get to the toilet paper out and I'm like, I've, I've literally just moved in. I have no toilet paper, but um, you kind of don't want to be that person that um, puts in like a big roll, um, big box of uh, 12 rolls of loo paper and be like, I'm not hoarding. I just hey. I literally don't have any toilet paper at home. I promise. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I've got two teenagers and a, and a 10 year old and it's uh, uh, when I was shopping on the weekend, I've, really had to manage my, my worry about sort of, I hope people don't think I'm taking too much. This is sort of what, you know, we we go through two loaves of bread a week. Yeah. You know, um, yeah. I've got to. No, it's, 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 not. it's not. No, But yeah. I think that's the thing, isn't it, with that, that when we talk about that sort of that moral outrage, it's almost the inverse of, you know, that sort of dopamine kick perhaps that you get when you're running you know that feel good thing it's 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 separates us from from what's going on so I can kind of understand it at the moment everyone's stuck indoors with you know I think even going out to hospital you know I feel remarkably privileged that I get to leave the house each day you know I do
0: it was I have to say a lot easier going into the hospital today than it has been I think um I had maybe five days six days um uh uh, at home and um yeah I like going into work was probably the best thing um <laughs> of of the whole week is you know that that feeling of sitting at home not doing anything um is is awful and um it's really it's difficult to get through um and it's it's certainly not going to get any easier in in the next couple of weeks um so yeah I I feel for People that are stuck at home and um, mm. and and grateful in a way, always that yeah. I I do feel like I can escape that um, by by going into work.
3: Mm.
1: And I think I think about communities as well. And I made that. Uh, you know, I'm sort of sitting here kicking myself. I made that sort of glib joke about Blenheim at the start. Uh, you know, communities like smaller smaller centres, smaller cities, smaller towns, where there is that sort of very close knit long term community, you know, people dealing with that, it must be hugely affecting.
0: Yeah. I'm gonna go I think, you know, more- some of the some of the great things that we see. And I know um um in work today we've um there's a couple of, um, well, I'm not sure if they're local or um, national organisations that have had huge numbers of volunteers coming forward to um, put their hand up and say that they'll help um, to, to get patients out of hospitals that, you know, we're struggling to get home because they'd otherwise be isolated on, on their own and um, not have anyone to, to come and help with, whether it's food delivery or... or um, you know, checking in on them and that they're okay, um, and it's it's almost it definitely easier, I think, at the moment for us to, to get patients safely home because of the these volunteers that have come forward to, to be able to do that, and you know that I think is a is a great sign of of what community can do, um, and yeah. if if um if they're asked and, and and able,
2: absolutely. Hey, Katie. As much as you are. Uh, f- One of us, uh, a fully-fledged Kiwi, Um, you know, you do have roots back in the UK. We'll begrudgingly admit that. Um, And it is honestly a bit of a cluster back home, it seems. How how are you dealing with that? How's that going? And is everyone okay? Yeah.
0: It's, I I I think I'm kind of getting my head around it in terms of, family you know we have caught up a lot um with uh whatsapp video calls and and things so in terms of keeping in touch I think it's so much easier now than it would have been you know five years ten years ago
3: yeah.
0: um and that thought that you know even if I was in the UK I probably wouldn't actually be able to physically see the family anyway and you know, it would be unlikely that I'd be living down the road um so in terms of kind of communication with family it's it it almost doesn't matter too much that I'm here rather than you know where I was in Cardiff um in terms of communication and things and I think obviously that would change if if my immediate family became unwell um and that's that's a worry for anyone at the Mm -hmm. moment um um I think, in terms of the the situation over in the UK, obviously everyone, you know, the, the numbers are out there and and things are far worse in the UK. Um, and getting some of the messages from, from colleagues back home it is is almost kind of one of the most difficult things because there's that kind of thought in the back of my head that, you know, at the moment in New Zealand, you know, I'm working on, on the roster, but at the moment we have. You know, what 12 patients i think at last count that are actually in inpatients in, patients, in yeah. hospitals and um, whereas back home there's you know i've got colleagues that have been working three or four extra shifts a week that mm-hmm. have been stood to and redeployed and um, to fill rotor gaps i've got colleagues that are having to step up into far more senior roles than they used to um so there's there's an element of of that kind of um, guilt, I suppose, that yeah. I'm not over there um, and not able to help. And I know, you know I've seen a, a couple of articles from people in, in similar situations that actually physically can't get back over. That you know, that have been caught over here as as tourists that are in in the medical profession, but can't get a flight back to the UK to help. Um, so yeah, and that I. Is probably going to get more difficult in the next couple of weeks as well. Um, but mm. you do what you can do. Um, yeah, you know, where I am at the moment is is where I can be myself. Yeah. Hey,
2: if if this blows over soon, fingers crossed, everything crossed. What does twenty twenty? You know what? What do you hope twenty twenty holds for you in a running sense?
0: Oh, in a running sense. Um, that is a good question. Well, it, it depends on when, on mm. when and how when much this blows over, which uh, I think uh, the way that I like to think about these things is prepare for the worst, but hope for the best. So yeah. uh, let's hope for the best. Um, and that, that would be a practice run um, in Australia doing their backyard in June. Um and then I have actually, I've got all of my flights and leave booked to get over to the States, hopefully for six weeks, which would be to go and do the, the, the mini Barkley, the Barkley Fall Classic, and then go and, um, run Bigs Backyard six weeks later. Um, I, there is obviously a, a high chance that some or all, all of that is, is going to fall mm. through, but a, a couple of, um, uh adventures closer to home that i have started planning as uh as backups if um, if that doesn't happen
1: oh i guess it's not i guess it's not if, if it blows over here it's if it blows over in the states
0: the, the or, you know i think it's too early to make a call in yeah, new zealand absolutely. so far everyone has their fingers crossed that the the work everyone's doing by staying at home is is gonna work um and that you know there's there's a sense in the in the hospital we of, of real hope that that is is true um I think we've we've got another week or two to wait um until we can really really make a call on that yeah. but um you know certainly things at the moment look a lot better in New Zealand than in, in a lot of places yeah. um so you know it may be that, that um we have a lot more freedom in New Zealand in, in a month or two's time and can get out and, and play in New Zealand and current exploring.
2: Mm. So do you, like, mentally, as you say, um, hoping for the best, preparing for the worst, but you, you, do, you, do you sort of keep trained? Well, not that you, as you said, you don't normally sort of train, train for these things, but do you keep preparing as if it is going ahead?
0: yeah yeah Yeah. definitely um so i yeah i've I've kind of planned in my head what my training program will look like for the next um next six months or so um so i will continue on with that and you know even if the the goals of the backyard and the full classic don't um come into play i'm there those are kind of you know pre-revenant next year um goals and everything could be working towards kind of that anyway. So, right. and you know, I and think, I think there's a reasonable hope that the Revenant next year is going to um, go ahead, but, you know, you can't, I think if anything, um, we've learned from the last couple of weeks is that uh, there are no certainties at yeah. the moment.
3: So. Yeah.
2: And you, you mentioned some strength work that you've been focusing on. Do you, can you tell us about that?
0: Yeah, sure. Uh, so, Probably since November time, I've been doing a pretty dedicated strength training program um, with a group called Tasman Performance over in Nelson. So I have finally overcome my fear of the gym. <laughs> um, I've uh, been working with a really great personal trainer, um, Harriet, who's actually, um, I convinced her to give me an at-home program as well as a gym program. Um so that I really don't have to go to the gym that often. So you haven't um, really gone over
2: your fear of the gym?
0: Well, I mean, I've been going a lot. Oh, I had been going a lot more than I ever had before. So, um, But it also means that I uh, actually had already managed to set myself up with um, an at-home gym, which has proven particularly
3: yeah. useful in the last
0: couple of weeks. Um, but, and, you know, I would highly recommend to people that you know if you if you aren't able to get out as much as you can use this four weeks to if you know if, if you still got some money coming in if you're working from home and um that's something you're able to do then maybe share some of the love around get yourself a personal trainer in a training plan um to get you um get you set up to do some work at home and i my my running and my general strength has in, improved hugely just with, uh, a, a, even within a couple of weeks, I've noticed a, a big improvement, um, in, in my strength. Um, like in some niggles and injuries that I'd had previously. Um, and uh, I think it does make a, a huge difference. It's just a case of kind of knuckling down and actually getting it done. And now is probably the perfect time to, to start that. Get on with it. Yeah.
2: Are, are you having to work on particular areas or just generally?
0: Um, I'm kind of moving more towards just a general programme now. Mm. Um, I was doing a lot of kind of remedial stuff um pretty much well actually probably after riverhead i started doing bits and pieces um uh so yeah more of a general strength um upper and lower body and some general core and then just working like the standard like hamstrings glutes that pretty much every single um runner <laughs> has um, issues with so lots know. of nodding heads yeah.
2: going on right now around the, around the country yeah
0: but it's, it's a fairly uh, fairly generic strength program because i was coming from pretty much zero strength everywhere um but yeah seeing some improvements that's good
2: brilliant and and just just quickly because we've kept you for a long time but you caught up with tanya bottomley for the mm, northburn run
0: I did, yes. Oh, I'm missing Tanya. Um, yeah, so we I um was actually kind of having a little um tiki tour of the South Island with the intention of going and uh pacing Tanya for her final lap in at Northburn. Um so obviously that that didn't happen. Um I think um you know, it was obviously um I think hugely gutting for, for Tiny particularly and and everyone at Northburn, but I think um, with it being the fourth of um, the mm. series, that was particularly um, yeah particularly yeah. difficult to yeah. to have to miss. So we within um, it was fantastic actually within the space of uh, probably about. 12 hours we managed to get a group of us around the table um rachel bridge also was also supposed to be racing um and um had a couple of phone calls with mal and sally and um ian evans to get some ideas of alternative routes and we managed to put together a um uh, I think it was probably about four or five, maybe six different wild things trails that all linked up to make um, at what what was supposed to be 160 kilometers. We actually um, probably bit off a little bit more than we could chew, um, uh, but we we got 110 k um, in with like just a I think just over 6,000 meters of vertical climb and just had a <laughs> 30 hour run together that. Um, I think Ian had said that he um wasn't gonna come because it was a bit too close to to Riverhead. But um Riverhead got cancelled probably when we were about eleven hours into the run. So we um that we were uh, it was probably about six o'clock, seven o'clock in the evening. We just heard this car kind of driving up behind us and um uh, Ian popped out with his one of his kits and is like River cancelled I'm coming along and just joined in <laughs> for the next like seventy Ks or something. So yeah, it was pretty cool to see just um what a couple of um couple of people can put together in the space of, of a few hours to still um, still go out and and have a bit of fun in the mountains. I was supposed to only join fifty kilometres, but um it was difficult to stop once I'd started. <laughs>
1: Brilliant. Look, I mean, Katie, you know, we've kept you too long and thank you so much. We're not going to revisit the greatest run ever because you've been on the show like more than twice. Uh, more, than uh, uh, more than us. More um, than us. But look, I wish you.
0: Worth right now. Oh, oh, don't no say that. Way.
1: <clears throat> but look, we wish you the best and, you know, stay safe um, and thank you for what you do. And we hope. <laughs> that you know this kind of this blows over soon and we can all be back out amongst it doing what we love and together rather than alone
0: exactly and i think you know there's enough um, enough out there that we can kind of be be on our own physically but um yeah the the faro is still there and people are, are still there online or um um whatever so okay there's still the community, even if we can't meet up physically. Absolutely. Thank you, Katie. No worries. Nice to chat to you. Stay safe.
2: Thank you, Katie, as yeah, always. She's
1: uh, always so composed and just the best. The unflappable
2: Dr. Katie Wright. Absolutely.
1: That's right. Hey, Absolutely. I saw, it again, on Instagram, working out with a wine bottle on her lawn.
2: (laughs) Doing her exercises. So disciplined. Love it. So disciplined. Hey, (sighs) keep safe out there and well, everyone, and Katie. Um, Thank you for tuning in. We're on social media at Dirt Church Radio. Email is dirtchurchradio at gmail.com. You You can can find us on iTunes,
1: Stitcher, and other podcasts platforms, and you can download us direct from the website dirtchurchradio.com. Also, yep. if we're not where you want us, let us know. Yes.
2: Send us in your greatest run ever. We would love to hear from you. We've got some really good ones coming in, and keep them coming, and you know, as well as doing your rehab, write your greatest run ever.
1: Thanks to our sponsors, Scott Running, for the Faster, Spring Energy, CLE. Thank you to our Patreon supporters and Wild Things.
3: Yeah,
2: don't Thank forget you to, to use our, that code.
1: Aaron. Yeah. And we've got a couple of... No, we don't know what's going on, do we? We always say that. But look, we do have some great guests in the pipeline. Yes. Things are changing. We're going to be here as long as we possibly can. So you take care of yourselves and we'll take care of us
3: too. Kaa in
1: And kia kaha.
3: Thanks, Rigby.